Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Drone technology. Uh, we're seeing deliveries being done, especially in North America and some across Europe. Uh, and uh, we're talking about drone taxis in the future, and not to mention just the fun drones that we have that we play around with. Uh, but how do you keep track of them? How do you mm. make sure that they're going the right place? They're not going into the wrong place, straying into airspace, etc. We have got right now Luke Fox, who is the chief executive officer of White Fox Defense Drone Detection, talking about their uh, unmanned aircraft system of traffic management. They're currently deploying it in Australia, I believe. We're going to hear more about this and how it could be of interest and use right here in Singapore as well. Luke, uh, hello to the west coast of the United States. Welcome to Singapore and Money FM weekend mornings. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. That's a great sounding mic. That you is have. A, oh, see, that's a I nice mean, one. He, he's a tech guy. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. That's a professional. I, mean, I just want to listen to him talk. I don't care what he says. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Luke. That's uh, how I feel about you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're invited back on the show. Uh, Luke, tell us about what you're doing at White Fox Defense. Uh, give us a sense of, of this unmanned aircraft system traffic management. Yeah, absolutely. So when we look at drones and the incredible potential they have, the reality is, you know, I started as a drone manufacturer making high-performance drones. I realized that I can make the world's best drones, make them super affordable, but if they get in the wrong hands, which they inevitably do, they would be used for harm, uh, for bad things, right? So people just being stupid with them, flying them in places they shouldn't fly them, using them for drug delivery. We've seen assassination attempts down in Venezuela where they try to take out the president with them. We see daily millions of dollars of contraband and drugs being smuggled into prisons around the world, drones disrupting airports, right? All of these horrible ways that drones are being used, and yet they're so powerful. We're not seeing the good use of them. Yeah. That's extraordinary. Well, you're right, just to focus on the negatives for a moment, and then we'll get to the solutions. Just in Singapore alone, we had something like 20 drone operators have been arrested in a three-month period for illegally flying drones in the Changi Airport area, within five kilometers of Changi Airport. Similar situation at Auckland Airport in New Zealand. I'm Mm. sure in American airports, this is not an uncommon problem. I know it's happened around Heathrow Airport in London. Mm. I mean, firstly... Why does that happen? And secondly, what are the potential security and health risks to that, to people flying drones in those areas? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's funny when we look at the statistics of the people who are caught, right? You, see, you, you quoted like the 20 statistic, right? Mm. Um, in all of two, uh, 2020, there were 44 drone incursions that were recorded at Changi Airport. So with the airports we work at, wow. I'm not spe- won't speak of any specifically. What I can tell you is, we just launched, uh, Walsh, uh, the Wall Street Journal just in, launched an investigation, used the White Fox system around an international airport in the United States. We saw over a thousand drone incursions in one month. What? In one month. Staggering. Yes. Oh. And any one of these incursions can shut down the airport, as we've seen with Shanghai Airport. And it's caused millions of dollars of disruption just because someone is flying near the airport. Doesn't, they don't have to be a terrorist. Yeah. They could be a protester intentionally trying to disrupt the airport or somebody just a 14-year-old kid yeah, flying t- near the airport. Taking pictures and, and getting video or whatever. And, and is, is, the, is the, uh, the fear that someone's actually going to fly their drone into a jet engine and cause an, an accident? Or is it strictly on a security, don't want them to see what's on the ground uh, at the airport? What, what, is the, what is the real fear on the, in this case, the, the side of governments or airport operators? 
Yeah, so it's a combination of things. One is that any disruption in the airspace, any drone that's entering the airspace is an unidentified flying object, right? It's a UFO. It's something that's not being controlled, that you don't have comms with. And so therefore, it's a, it's a, it is a very much a security risk and a safety risk to the um, aircraft. There's been tests done showing that a lithium-ion battery flying through a jet engine uh, is really bad. But on top mm. of that, mm. the risk of the drones, for example, people are using drones to spy on what cargo is being unloaded. Right? Who's mm. being loaded onto the aircraft? It's it is a it's a huge uh, risk, not just from the safety, but also the disruption side and the privacy. Yeah, talking to Luke Fox, the CEO of White Fox Defense and Drone Detection Systems, and that ties in nicely with a question from uh, one of our listener viewers: privacy. Yeah. Uh, what are the concerns of privacy generally in a society with drone technology? Absolutely. So when we look at drones, drones have the incredible potential to change how we how we move things and people the skies for the first time in the history of humankind have been democratized anybody can access airspace anybody can with two thumbs all you need to do is two thumbs and a couple hundred dollars to go buy a drone that can fly miles miles beyond what you're even allowed to do and fly 10 times the legal limit anybody has access to that technology Mm. to put a 4k camera in the sky to carry kilograms of drugs or food right Mm or goods, right? Anything on the spectrum. And so when we think about privacy, it's about how do we ensure that the good people are able to operate and we can prevent the bad from being able to, how do we differentiate between those? And the reality is that drones do offer the potential to put a 4k camera in the sky. And there's this innate sense of fear when, when we, when, I don't know if you have, you ever seen a drone like flying around you, around you? Mm. Have you experienced that? Yeah, absolutely. And like, or, and you have like, how'd you feel? Well, like you don't know where it's going to go next, right? Should you be ducking? Right. Should you be <laughs> amazed at it? Right. What, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, you like you look outside a window. If you're sitting in your office or your bedroom um, and you look outside your window and you see a drone, like right now, when if you look out and saw a car, you'd be fine. But if you look out and you see a drone, you're scared. You have this fear. Yeah. Why is it there? What's it doing? You don't trust it. Yeah. That's what we need to solve. We need to create trust, secure that trust in autonomy. It starts with drones. It goes into air taxis, goes into any type of autonomous technology. We have to be able to trust it. And Luke, you've been speaking passionately about airspace security and as you just mentioned, privacy and and how we integrate drones safely into society. So what is your solution? What, what have you been working on? You went from a manufacturer to now you're working more on this traffic management. How, how do we get to that place where drones are safe and they're and the privacy is protected and yet people can still use them in the way that they need or want to use them absolutely so in order to create that trust in order to unlock the full potential of drones we have to do two things at least this is this is this is what i've dedicated my life to so it's transparency and accountability we have to know who's operating what they're doing right we need to know are they compliant clueless careless or criminal (laughs) we have to be able to know that they're there and then be able to put them in one of those buckets and then from there you have to have accountability transparency and accountability when you have those two and accountability means if somebody's doing something wrong you can do something about it when we go and we talk to uh uh, folks in the military we have a soldier whether it's a soldier in the military whether it's someone protecting the leader of a country Right. Or at international airport, doesn't matter who you talk to. And they say they have a drone problem. The one word they use always is they feel helpless. They're helpless to do it, to stop it, helpless to do anything about it. And that is what we have to solve. Whether you're uh, protecting a world leader or you're sitting in your bedroom and you look out and you see a drone. 
People can't feel helpless. They have to have that transparency and accountability. And that's what White Fox does. We have a system detects, identifies, and mitigates drones. It tells you if it's supposed to be there, allows you to identify that it's supposed to be there. If it's not supposed to be there, it takes control of it and lands it. Wow. Reroutes it, creates a bubble of protection. You don't have to blast it out of the sky like some people propose or have an <laughs> eagle go fly at it and you know, cap, try to capture it. It's about safely landing it. Reroute it, just like you pull over a car. Right? You don't pull over a car by shooting it down. Right? That's not how the cops pull it over. They say, hey, that person's doing something bad. We need to respond appropriately. Fascinating. So really, if I understand it right, Luke, White Fox Defense is essentially an air traffic control system for drones. You know what's there, who's there, why they're there, and whether they're allowed to be there or not. Is that correct? Yes. We, and so our main focus is on the unauthorized drones, right. so those who aren't supposed to be there. So you get the full picture. And then for those who are operating in those secure environments, right? So we, uh, we use a military-grade cryptography to identify the drones that are supposed to be there. So you know if it says, for example, it's flying near Changi Airport, right? Changi Airport, well, I won't speak about it. Airports around the world, I'll say, they want to use drones, right? We look at the Maritime Drone Estate just opened up last month at uh, Marina South Pier where they want to use drones there. And yet at the pier, it's an extremely dangerous place to be using drones because if somebody's unauthorized there and they're flying drones, they could be recording things. They, can be, uh, they could be looking at, for example, what's being offloaded off the ships. They could be recording the amount of, uh, of traffic that's coming through. They could potentially have explosives, right? Because it's democratized. Anybody can do anything. And we've already seen that. This isn't like theoretical. We've seen it countless times where drones are carrying whether it's contraband or spying on something, and you don't know. Is it a 14-year-old kid looking at the ship, or is it somebody who's planning an attack, right? Are they building a three-dimensional model of the ship, as we've seen countless times at ports? And sometimes it's not a bad guy. We've literally seen it where it's the fire department at the port that did it and didn't tell anybody, right? But And everybody's going crazy saying there's a drone, you know, flying in a grid-like pattern over all the ships. (laughs) Yeah. We've had guests on the show uh, talking about using drone deliveries to ships out at sea you know, small parts and things that are not worthy of sending an entire boat out to deliver, but they can do it quite easily within, you know, a number of kilometers or miles with a drone. So there, there are clearly some great uses for it. And in Singapore, I believe it was maybe two or three years ago, the government required everybody that's got a drone over a certain size to register right. their drone so that they know. Now, assuming they're registered, is there an, uh, some sort of a chip or RFID tracker or, or something on each drone that would let a system like yours know, identify who they are? How does that work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so right now, uh, drones that are over seven ki- – well, one, I'm not a lawyer, so don't quote me on any of this. Right. Look it up yourself. <laughs> but drones that are over uh, – I believe it's uh, it's seven kilograms – uh, above seven kilograms or that flying um, above 200 feet have to register with, uh, with the, the government. But that doesn't, that's not real-time tracking. Just knowing that there's a drone out there or that's going to fly mm. in this general area, right? How do you know? So, for example, what we do, we created, we created the world's first remote identification, secure remote identification technologies right wow. here. Mm. It attaches to the drone. You use military-grade cryptography. You attach it to the drone. And now you know with 100% confidence that's the drone that's supposed to be there, right? When you're flying at the ports and you have all these drones that are flying there, how can you safely integrate drones and have confidence that that drone that's flying at your ship is carrying a spare part 
rather than yeah. a potential explosive device, especially right. with how condensed Singapore is, right? When we talk about the red dot, yeah. right? It's so condensed, one of the most con- uh, in population dense, third most population de- uh, dense countries in the world. There's a lot of people, a lot of activity. And the reality is most of Singapore is a no-fly zone mm-hmm. because you can't fly within five kilometers of the airport within the air, any airport or the airbase. Yeah. Most of it's a no-fly zone. Most of it you're not supposed to be flying it. So what would happen next, Luke? I mean, what the chain of events? So you've got that technology yes. attached to the drone. You, 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 you guys authorized work out drones. authorized drones. Yes, if you're, on an authorized if you're drone. Supposed to be there. That's yeah. right. So White Fox Defense realizes that there's an unauthorized drone in an area where it shouldn't be. What happens yes. next? Because it ties in with the questions we've got from our listeners and viewers. What happens next? Does it get shot out of the sky? How do you get that drone removed yeah. quickly? Great question. So if you have this, it's a, it's a secure digital license plate. You know who it is and that they're supposed to be operating. It might tell you they're breaking a policy. For example, they're flying in some place they're not supposed to. But let's assume they don't have wisdom. This is wisdom, uh, secure digital ID. With, uh, with our other technology, DroneFox, what it will do is it will track all the drones. So it will say there's 54 drones in the airspace. This will say there's 12 of them authorized. Then the DroneFox will uh, say – and these, this is the forensic threat assessment. These are the ones that are of threat to us because they're either clueless, careless, and flying in airspace that's dangerous, or they're criminal, and it appears they have criminal intent. And it could do that by tracking the actual pilot, seeing where the pilot is, how they're moving, how the drone's flying. All of that, once you determine it's a threat, you can either go after the pilot and arrest the pilot or, or notify them oh. that they're breaking the law, or the system, it creates a bubble of protection. Around. So if someone tries to launch from within the bubble of protection, they can't even launch. It'll automatically, you can have it set to automatically prevent them from launching. If they try to fly within the bubble of protection, that geofence, they'll essentially bounce off. It'll take control of it, lock out the original pilot, and send it back to where they launch from. It'll land there. And if the pilot is outside the bubble, then they'll try to relaunch it. They can try to do that all day long, but they can't enter the bubble. That is staggering. Mm. So, in a con- yeah. sorry, very briefly. So, in a in a dubious area where you think there's an unauthorized yeah. drone, you have the capability yeah. to stop other drones from taking off in that area. Did I understand that right? That's that's what we do every single day. Yeah, <laughs> that's staggering to me. That's staggering. The, and iron, it's so much the iron dome of drones. Yeah. <laughs> but the iron dome without having to shoot missiles. Because right yeah, now, right. there are countries out there using $200,000 missiles to stop a $200 drone. It's literally, <laughs> it's economic warfare. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Mike, with, uh, sorry, Luke, excuse me. When you look at the, um, uh, the ability to, uh, I guess you'd have to have like an air traffic controller for drones, right? Just like you would for the aircraft? Is that how your system would work in tandem? Would yeah, it be a, it's a, separate, great a separate group of people keeping eyes on drones? So it, the, the beauty of drones and all autonomous technology is you can automate it. It allows for the complete digitalization of our airspace. Right now it's very manual. As you said, mm. you have to have an air traffic controller talking to a pilot. You don't have to have a pilot. Pilots might not even exist, especially with air taxis. Mm. You, it's, you don't want a pilot flying it. You want it to be able to launch pick somebody up and fly automatically but in order for people to do that we have to be able to trust them transparency and accountability in all of those autonomous technologies yeah which means it all has to be secure it's not just a pilot talking and saying hey trust me i know the right lingo which is really how we identify like air traffic right now anybody can get in a plane and start flying right you just have to know how to fly that's the the trust that we give is that person is smart enough to be able to fly a plane but there's no there's not a secure identification like ADSB anybody can spoof it 
I could be anybody, anywhere, anytime. That's how tra- air traffic right now is managed. Just mm. somebody broadcasting, this is who I am, this is where I am. Mm. Fascinating. So briefly, putting on your Nostradamus hat, what do you see as the future for drone technology in a dense island like Singapore? Absolutely. So the, the future of drone technology is once we solve that, that first line of stopping the unauthorized, knowing who they are, and then being able to identify who the authorized are, once you have that trust, that ultimate trust, and anybody on the ground can say, there's a drone buzzing over my head or hovering around my house, and they can pull out their phone and instantly say, that drone there is delivering a package to my neighbor. I don't have to know what it is, but Maybe it's insulin, right? But you know it's supposed to be there. That's why it's hovering there. Or it's doing an inspection of your neighbor's property because there was storm damage. But it sure looks like to you that it's somebody spying on you. So that that ability to have that transparency, everybody on the ground being able to have that knowledge of what's happening. And then on top of that, for law enforcement and the government to be able to take down those drones, to be able to say, this drone is not supposed to be here. We're just going to take it down. We don't have to launch something at it or shoot it down or launch an eagle to go capture it or barrage jam everything around, taking all the communications. We're just going to simply prevent it from taking off it's or a, stop it if it tries to fly in the bubble. It's a fascinating topic. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for this. We're getting so many comments. We don't have time to get through all of them. Uh, but um, if, if you actually you can get on our Facebook page, if you see any that you'd like to reply to, I'd love to have you do that. Uh, if somebody wants to get more information from you, Luke, where do they, where do they find you? Yeah, so you can check out White Fox, as in the color, the animal, defense, whitefoxdefense.com. Or I'm very active on LinkedIn, Luke Fox. Look up Luke Fox Drone. You'll probably find me online. And if you can post those <laughs> details in our Facebook page, the Money FM Facebook page, that would be a great help. Yeah, and just have a look at some of those questions. Maybe yeah. you can answer some of those directly if you don't mind. Uh, Absolutely. Be thanks so much for having me. Luke, thanks for being with us today uh, from uh, California. Appreciate it. Hope to see you again sometime. Upward. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.